All right, I have a question for you. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, you had to check that it was running because this might be the next episode of the podcast. <laughs> It'll be the next episode. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you talked about sexual abuse from a narcissist. Yep. Last week. Okay. Yep. Was it last week? Week before. Was it the previous episode? Was it the future episode? I think we spoke about it. Who knows? Because you just don't know. this is all in <laughs> a non-sequential order. That's right. And that's how we like it here at this. Uh, are we going to call it the Stay Strong Podcast? At the Stay Strong Podcast. Oh man, we're like I, committing. I, are we committing? Maybe we're committing to it. I feel like we need to have at least a brainstorm session where I'm writing and you're throwing ideas out, and sure. then vice versa. Yeah. Before we can at least commit to the Stay Strong Podcast. And can the great man be part of one of them? I don't know the great man. Uh, he's never. I've never seen him here. I'm going to bring a mirror in. <laughs> so please. For anyone listening, Jamie's completely talking about himself. This man has a giant ego. (laughs) And it just, it sickens me (laughs) every time I come into the warehouse. (laughs) Anyone that's been on my lives know that you're the great man. Oh, God. Okay. Um, So we're talking about sexual abuse. Um, So we're talking about narcissists before. And mm-hmm. you mentioned that there's a sexual narcissist. A se- yes. Is that how are we gonna how are we gonna f- term this person? Sexual narcissist. Okay, glad I, I want to hit- be creative. Uh, but that's the reality of it. They're, they're referred to as a sexual narcissist because as a, a, a the difference between a narcissist that forms a relationship, um, this particular type of narcissist is not forming um, a more structured formal relationship, and, and that. It's literally about sexual domination. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. I just thought that they had established a relationship based on what we're talking about before. Yeah, no. And then they're just a sexual, they just have a higher sex drive or they're just a bit more perverted or- No. Huh. Interesting. So, just to recap before, we had three types of narcissists we not created. No, 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 no. No, no, no. We we, We, we sort of, we just, we just- narrowed it down to the three key types that people are familiar with, where we're looking at a narcissist by themselves. We're looking at when an, a more escalated version when a narcissist um, uses gaslighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're looking at sociopaths. Quickly, like touch on um, each one. Yep. The narcissist is out there to um, – their, their intent is to feed their ego. The gaslighter, the intent – is to feed their ego by destroying you. They actually want to destroy you, right? The narcissist isn't out to destroy you. They just do, where the gaslighter's intent is to do that, you know? And a sociopath um, is much more like the narcissist um, and where their aggression and that comes in, and they can be a lot more financially orientated and status orientated and those sorts of things. You know, so a sociopath is going to be like financially manipulating and um, career or like like business dealings, and you know, when when you're going through a separation, they're going to try and destroy you in in these. They're, they're constantly, it, there has a lot more financial twists and and that type of manipulation in addition to the other manipulation. Right. So it's just. And this is really, really crudely spoken, but that's basically where we're referring to the differences. So we're going to be talking about um, or taking a look into sexual narcissism. So um, different to sexual abuse within a in a narcissistic or gaslighting relationship, where we're looking at your now, your now, your relationship is is the sex, mm. 
and you're now becoming um, used um, and manipulated for their sexual pleasure. That's their main intent. Um, so it starts with the same way with love bombing. Tell me more about this love bombing. Give me some examples. So love bombing is just uh, exactly as it sounds. I am just bombing you and showering you with love, making you feel special, making you feel love, making you, you know, attending to your needs. Buying gifts. Potentially, not necessarily, but potentially more um, having futuristic discussions about the relationship. So they're constantly jumping ahead. You know, they'll start talking about long-term relationships, about marriage and and living together and all those sorts of things jumping ahead. They're making you feel um, like you're in a whirlwind of love. Then they start breaking you down. Then they start ghosting you. Right? And it's all to increase the level of your sexual appetite for them and what they can get you to do. You see, someone that has absolute self-worth, self-confidence, self-love will be prepared to do certain things for a partner within their comfort zone. So how do we extend you to do things that are less mainstream, out of your comfort zone, and that's done through manipulation? You know, so they, they put you in a state where it transitions from this most amazing, cannot believe, wow type situation to you're having to now, how am I going to get your attention? Okay, I'll, I'll do that. We'll do that. We'll go. We'll take that extra step. You know, I'm not really into this, but here, here's a picture. I'm not really into this, but yeah, okay, well, you know, do this. Yeah, okay, you can go there and those sorts of things, right? We need some, we need some examples, really? I think. Yeah, I feel like we need to actually... Well, it'd be more interesting to know of stuff that you've heard of or things of people that you've spoken to. Oh, now, I don't know on a podcast what's um, acceptable to say and what's not acceptable to say. Every fucking thing is acceptable on a podcast. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, it goes from your normal sexual behavior to um, exploring out of what people would consider the norm. Now, you know, a, lo- the, a lot of people, you know, aren't necessarily into anal sex where that may be the target for that person and they're going to make you feel shit and uh, what I need you to do and you don't make me feel special. And so then you'll put that extra effort and you go, okay, okay, go for it, you know. Then it might become into more um, dominant, submissive type behavior. So you're getting into that BDSM type situation, dob sum type situation, um, you know, and, and then they'll ghost you and then they'll, and then you'll try and win them back. And you know because they've, they've insinuated things, you know, and how do you get back through sexual pleasure, through sexual favour, through sexual, you know, advances, through sexual um, widening of what they want um, to the point where all of a sudden you are doing things um, at, at, at a level that you would never have explored before. And there's also the level of manipulation where, you're, where not only are you doing it for their pleasure, they're then trying to manipulate you that you actually are enjoying this. Right. You know, so if I was to be specific, you know, I was talking to one particular lady where it sort of went through, you know, those sexual type things to um, um, to pictures being sent, to videoing of the sexual acts between themselves through the extension of different things like anal, choking, tying up, um, 
whipping, hitting, all those sorts of things, um, to then trying to bring in um, other partners, you know, so then all of a sudden, you know, we can have a threesome and those sorts of things and I'm going to control it and those sorts of things, um, to then going even more psychological where you're almost getting excluded and watching others, um, you know, so so it just keeps advancing depending on the situation. Mm. Um but it's that constant up, down, up, down, up, down. The manipulation is constant. The 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 ghosting and the love bombing and the ghosting and then the ghosting doesn't go to love bombing, it goes to love. And then from from ghosting to, you know, well, I'll turn up and then it's a sexual act to get back in favour, to be ghosted, to be sexual act, you know, back in favour, to be then I'll I'll I'm or I'll come to you and you know, things that we planned you're not doing and false promises and this is where it escalates and escalates and escalates. You know, one of the women that I was talking to, the bondage got to the point where it was actually abuse. So spanking became actually slapping hard in the face, became hitting to the body, became, you know, marks that were lasting beyond, you know, an hour or two after the exchange, the experience, to being bruised for a couple of days, having sore ribs, being, you're right. Um, so it actually transitioned into a much higher level of abuse where, okay, this isn't sex, you're getting the shit kicked out of you. Stuff where it's just being pushed constantly to degrade you, to degrade you, and then you're starting when you're now doing things that 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 are against what you believe are right, but you're being manipulated. Do it. Your self worth is going down, down, down. As your self worth's going down, you know they're they're con- they're taking more control, more power over the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and these are some of the lighter things. There are more horrific things um, that are happening like that. Um, when you talk to people within that world, the BDSM world, the Dom well, Sub world- We'll refer to as kink community. The kink community. When you talk to the um, the legitimate kink players or whatever you call them, you know, I don't know what, what you would call it, but, you know, there's actually a high, high level of respect, um, rule setting, safe words, all these sorts of things. And, and they are actually some, you know, pretty amazing people. Um, that that just have an alternative view on sex and the way in which it's done and the things that they enjoy, but they're very open. There's a lot of communication. There's a lot of affirmations and stuff done afterwards to make sure people aren't feeling uh, mentally, emotionally um, traumatized, um, that they're not physically damaged. Um, so, so there's a huge amount of respect there. This isn't that. This is where you are. You're actually getting sexually assaulted. When you've suffered from the hands of a sexual narcissist, from any narcissist, you know, it, it's understanding when we talk about self-worth what that is. Self-worth to the core sits in the subconscious. And when when at a subconscious level, not a conscious level, right? In other words, you say it, but you don't really mean it. You know, some people say, oh, I have no worth, yet they stick up for themselves. And you're going, well, you must have some level of worth because you're just now defending yourself. All right? Because- it's the the conscious mind is saying I'm worthless, but the subconscious is still there going, no, 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 I'm still feeling it. And when that level of worth is hit, you can understand. You, you've got to look at it and go, okay, you know, from someone that's not in that position, I mean, I'll throw a question to you. Can you ever comprehend your mind ever accepting that as, as your fault, as you're no good, as you're not worthy? No, I can't think of an example where that would be something where I would put the blame on myself. I mean, from what you've described to me, it could happen over years if I keep getting tricked and I keep getting 
taught and trained to think in a certain way. Mm. I can understand. But even to that point, I feel like I wouldn't get to that point. So explain to me, right? <laughs> explain to me. Right? This is just flipping the tables here yeah, because I think it's really powerful. Where do you think you have to psychologically be to believe that? What would have to happen to you for you? Imagine what state do you have to be in to see yourself in that light, to accept that sort of behavior? Well, this gives you an understanding of where they're at. So I guess it would be that I have complete and utter respect for that person that I'm playing with or my partner to the point where I completely trust what they're doing. No, no, that's not the question. The question, what I'm, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm asking here is for you to have that lack of self-worth, for you to accept that it was your fault when someone else did that to you. That's the starting point for me, is that having complete and utter respect for someone to the point where it just feels wrong to do anything to break that respect. So that's, that's my starting point. And then if they kept doing that over time and they, they didn't give me reason to break that point of respect for them, that's probably that's the only way I can think about it. Like I can't. That's that's to, that's how I would get to that point, probably. But even then, I just can't see myself. Yeah, so I'm not asking how. How do you get there? Right, right. Because <laughs> that, that's not how these women get there. Okay. Right. Um, what what I'm trying to say is, um, what state of mind, what what condition do you have to be in, where you could be tied up, being abused. Um, thinking that it's your fault, thinking when other guys come through and rape you, that it's your fault. I can only do it through example of saying if I've been completely malnourished <laughs> and I have no energy. Yeah, great example. Run with that because they are malnourished. It's just not by way of food. Right. It's not by way of nutrients. Like I don't have the strength to fight for myself. Beautiful. This is the term because right. now now it's your words. Yeah. Malnourished is beautiful. Imagine being completely psychologically malnourished. Right. So do they completely- And then having the shit kicked out of you. Do they completely disconnect from the physical interaction of that? Like it-, it Not uh- necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, and, and I've had some amazing discussions in relation to this. Some disconnect. Some utilize the physical pain as a transference of the psychological trauma. That's the layers that these people go through. You, you mentioned that they actually feel this physically as well. Yeah, no, it's it's a physical pain. It's an emotional pain. It's it's anxiety. It's depression. It's um, it turns to self harm, um, and and that's why when it goes down this line, when I talk about it, they quite often um, part of what makes them think that they are getting into it. When you talk to these people, you know that have gone through it and they're now out the other side, and they reflect back on. It. They're going, yeah, a lot of it was that level of pain, that the, the physical pain, like cutting, right, is, is a transference of mental pain. So it takes me away from that mental pain for a while and the physical pain is there. And, and there's, there's, there's almost an addiction to that at some, at some level. Wait, does that self-perpetuate the situation then? Yeah. Because this happens within a narcissistic relationship, not necessarily at this level, and not streamlined to just this. So when you say this level, not to sexual narcissism and- Yeah. So so if you're a married couple in a narcissistic, or, or it doesn't have to be married, but you're in, in a relationship with a narcissist, it's across all areas. Right. 
So you're getting this, but you're getting it across all layers. Right. So the, the where where this is concentrated into sex. Right. That's that's the significant key difference. Um, like if I I don't know why, but I'm thinking narcissism is better than sexual narcissism. Yeah, it's one of those things where you're looking at um, a generalist versus a specialist. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. Where a general narcissism, it's every single aspect of your being. A, a sexual narcissist has a shorter shelf life. Because it, it's streamlined into one spot and the spotlights are on a lot quicker because it's only one layer, mm. right? Where a narcissist in a relationship is attacking on every single layer, every single level. Mm. One poison over another poison. Yeah. Right? So, this poison is going to go straight to your heart and you're going to be- That's how you're going to end mm. versus, you know- a narcissist poison is going to affect every part of your body. Right. But it's going to be lower doses. Right. Okay. As a rule. Yeah. Just moving on from there, we would probably move into like abuse at this point, right? Well, I mean, I think you'd th- throw to another episode then, wouldn't you? Maybe not. It could be a short episode around 26 minutes. It means it would probably be like 20 minutes, 15 minutes, which is fine. I mean, do you, do you go into this leads into you know this but is this that, is a form of sexual a lot of it is a form of sexual assault. But and- that that's what I would ask now is like, what is the difference between sexual narcissism and sexual abuse? The difference between sexual narcissism and sexual abuse, um, and when we look at sexual abuse, um, if we're looking at like a rape type situation, all right. Now, quite often when I'm addressing sexual abuse, I'm looking at eighteen plus. Okay. And the main reason that I'm, I, I do it this way is because there's a whole different set of rules to pedophilia as there is to sexual assault. So, yes, there may be sexual assault for younger, um, same-aged kids, absolutely, 100%, and I include them on that, but I'm not talking about pedophilia. Okay. So, I really want to make that point very clear where we're separating that. Yeah. We go, this is not- we're not talking about pedophilia because that's a whole different game. Right. Um. The key differences between like a sexual narcissist is is they've actually got consent. They've manipulated you to consent. Do they take it beyond that during the act? Like in some of these cases that I spoke about where other people were brought in, then that was against your will and all those sorts of things. Absolutely. That is just that started off, you know, as a narcissistic, sexually abusive situation, but that you had consented for. Um Coerced doesn't make it right. It's sexual abuse, but it was coerced through to extended into rape, hundred um, percent. Where rape, there is no level of consent. That's the difference. And when I say no level of consent, we need to really clarify this issue because it is a key, significant issue. No level of consent does not include the fact that you said yes ten minutes ago. Say that again. I really don't remember what I said. (laughs) However, it would have been something on the lines of consent does not include the fact that you gave consent 10 minutes ago. I may have given consent 10 minutes ago, right, or five minutes ago, or we may be – I may have given consent and we may be five minutes into it. But at any point, I withdraw that consent at any point, whether it's a year before, a month before, a day before, or during the act, at any point that I withdraw that consent, that's where where things stop. 
again, you come back to even you come back to those in the in the um, kink community. You're talking about a safe word is said, it stops, and a conversation's already had. Safe space has already been made. Yeah, they're very respectful of this mm. because of gagging and all those sorts of things. Um, they've got signs, touches, words where where it can stop, and they and 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 those that do it properly do. Sexual assault, rape, is is when you're going beyond consent. So this is where people go. You know, women say, you know, or men were saying, it's my fault. It's like I dressed up pretty. I put beautiful perfume on. I was flirting. You know, I did get pissed. You know, I did take some drugs. It's like that doesn't make that doesn't constitute consent. You know, oh well, I mean, I did walk and you know, I did get in his car and I did that. Doesn't constitute consent. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things you know, I was having a, a discussion with a woman the other day, and I said, I don't care if you know. You asked a guy to come around to your house. I don't care if you cooked him dinner and served it up in your lingerie, right? Took him up, had a shower, right? Got to the bedroom, started getting intimate and changed your mind. Yep, that's going to suck. But it has to stop. That doesn't give you the right to go, bullshit, look what you've done. No. At any point in time, I don't care if you've actually started, you know, sexual intercourse and you're halfway through. And and at that point, she's like, or he is like, no, 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 no. I want this to stop. It has to stop at that point immediately. Anything that goes on beyond that point is rape. So basically, we're just going to recap things. Yep. Um, We've gone through the three types of narcissist because we wanted to show a comparison between those three, those three. Well, what we were addressing there predominantly is is within a relationship. Yeah. Within a, you know, within a long-standing relationship where you're talking at narcissism, narcissism with gaslighting, you know, and sociopath. Yep. You know, th- th- those are the three different areas that we covered. Then we've th- then we've jumped in and gone. Okay, because it's a significant issue because. Um, you know, sexual um, assault, sexual awareness, no means no, yes means yes campaigns are all out there. We've touched on sexual narcissism. Yeah. So then we've, it is significant. we've gone through some specific examples of that. We've shown that there's a difference between the kink community and sexual narcissism. Absolutely. Um, uh, we've talked about the disconnect from the body and how that isn't, how that kind of plays into... The, the the mental abuse and that sort of thing. Yep. We, um, t- we only skimmed on that. Yeah, but that's okay. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I reckon that's good for that episode. I'm going to call it. Beautiful. Um, as always. As always. As always. Well, we're going to do an outro. We're going to be talking about how do you contact me and how do you contact the great man? No, <laughs> the great man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if you need to contact Jamie, please do. Please reach out to him. We're talking about some very important stuff here. And he has an extremely deep propensity, very long, very, how would I describe this? It's basically an endless energy to help people who are in need uh, with all the stuff that we've talked about. So please reach out to him. You can do that through his website, jamierider.com.au. 
just just a contact form in there is there or something? Uh, there's a few things. The, the, one of the best ways to get the conversation going is to book a discovery session. Right. So it's a session where we, we, we just talk to each other. You get to know me in a bit more detail. I get to know you and your situation. And it provides me a platform where I can then provide you with some recommendations and some strategies as to how what is best, what is the best way to move forward. Yeah. You know, and I, I keep it, 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 it. There is a 29 Australian dollar cost to that session uh, and the, the only reason that that is there it's a t- it's a nominal amount of money um, but it's designed to keep the haters away cool because of my social media platforms if i didn't have it people just book me out and don't turn up and then the people that need help can't get it right um so yep so there's actually a lot of that content that helpful content that educational content on jamie's socials you can find him at tiktok as well um tiktok instagram youtube and on YouTube as well, just under Jamie Ryder. You can also find Jamie hanging out at my YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, he is an amazing person. He's been helping me build a container house. Uh, so that's just T, the letter T. T is for tiny uh, on YouTube. Uh, my name is Rob Cott. As always, thank you so much for listening. And as always, everybody stay strong. <laughs>